This is Shaka Wart Speak. Okay, we'll start for real now. Yeah. Don't do not play that, dude. Do not do that. I'm serious. <laughs> do not do that. I mean, it started to record. I'd hate uh, to not right. do it. Okay, so here's the thing. Maybe I'll just start it where you said, do not play that. All right. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Done. Okay. <laughs> so, Shaka Wart Speak. We're jumping in. Welcome, y'all. Gareth and Ryan. Hey, Ryan up? and Gareth. Uh back for more hey we're in this um we're in the middle of our little mini uh suite of talks on calling i love the guys mini like we called rethink mini and it turned to be like a whole calendar <laughs> i know it's like anytime we try to like <laughs> we minimize like something for and, you. yeah it's like uh, i mean 35 it's like the kind of goods i can't think of the ones where you buy something and it it fits in a little container yeah and then once it's out you can never put it back in the container mm-hmm. it's just yeah I mean, that's usually like candy for me, but I can't put it in the container just because of personal issues. Yeah, because you put it in your mouth. That's right. That's right. Snack snack smell rises again for another. (laughs) Yeah. I need to have a signature laugh. You do. You need a signature laugh and some music. Because I twirl my mustache too much. Like it's it's to the point, like I even had a lady ask me the other day. She was like, do you do that a lot? And I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. And I was apparently. You don't get that mustache without twirling it. No, you don't. No. Not at all. So. This is work. (laughs) Yeah, it, it is work. I mean. You you know, um, process is built into our very existence. So it's like, yeah, you can't expedite a mustache growth. No, no, not at all. Yeah, in fact, I've just kind of taken on some of the judgment of like passersby. Yeah, because like it's gotten like really bushy on the ends, mm-hmm. and I'm it's like, weird. It's like you got to grow through the like awkward stage. Dude, I judge you hard for that mustache. <laughs> I get. I mean, inside, <laughs> it's. It's rough, man. I, I hear the the, yeah. the 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 audible grumbling. Yep. When I, you know, so I'm like pulling up to your house that's or like snarling at you. Rrr. Yeah. And that's just your family welcoming you home. Yeah. So it's, it's rough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I swear sometimes kids can be mean. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's right. They, well, I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, but in all serious, yeah, and also in all seriousness, man, we're talking. We 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 are um, processing feedback and reflecting and making sure that we're sort of doing our due diligence. And I think uh, yeah, yeah. You, so we talked and. So one of the things uh, I think we both agree is yeah. maybe something to kind of kick around is a serious conversation like can happen about less than serious things mm-hmm. and less than serious things can be playful and um, uh, more than that meaningful yeah, yeah, and more than that necessary. And so it can be playful and light and yet very meaningful and very necessary. Yeah. And so in this conversation about calling, a question that's come up is like, does everything have to be so serious? Yeah. And I mean, you know, and, and, and maybe you feel that way, like listening to the last episode, you were like, like, man, y'all are like, this is such a like internally personal thing and mm. it's so difficult. And if I don't feel like, does that mean I have to feel like super deeply about it? Like yeah. every day it's every gotta day be it's like connected. on my head and in yeah. my heart. And it's like, no, not like, like yes, like, yes. Feel so crushed. <laughs> we are trying to just heap on as much. We are just, just wait. Welcome to Shaka Art Speak. We're here to crush people, arbor, you know, with our um, yeah. yeah, no. You, you got dreams. You got plans. Yeah. We crush them. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I have been crushed by my dreams, and I can help you crush yourself with your dreams. That's right. For the new low price. <laughs> Yeah, so we're not doing that. Yeah, that's not right? the goal. That's not the yeah, goal yeah. at all. But but it is to say that um, I think that that uh, thinking like intently, purposefully, and deeply on a thing actually like can enable you to do really 
awesome things that are pretty lighthearted. Yeah, and can, I, yeah, I think your right. comedians yeah, went about totally. this because if you if you talk to like top tier comedians, you watch them talk about their their craft and their art and how they do what they do. I mean, they're talking about like you know intense like here's this seven second joke, mm-hmm. but it took me three and a half years of really fumbling through the right words for it, doing it the correct way, thinking about how it lands. Schedule like kind of planning out and scheduling my whole routine up to the point so that joke at that point could work. Mm-hmm. Like for something that you just kind of chuckle about and find pretty funny, there's been a ton of thought put into that. So I kind of think it in the same sort of space where like yeah. you're not gonna, I don't think you're gonna lose by thinking deeply or seriously about something, even if it's about something that can be super lighthearted. Yeah, I mean, I think I think in our natural, you, you and I at least um, in our natural bent, like we're we're kind of who we are even on this podcast. So like, you're going to get us yeah. being goofballs and serious and <laughs> yeah. it, it kind of can turn at, at neck break speed. And we got a lot of good feedback in the last episode. Mm-hmm. And so, um, which I appreciate. And we got, I got, uh, folks sharing that they felt freed up, um, especially around the, uh, uh, differentiation between like, uh, your vocation isn't nice necessarily the thing like that. You're the, the voicing of your calling. It doesn't, isn't validated necessarily by pay. Yeah, and so yeah. that you may be in a season where you're you're working and it's not the sustaining of your income per se is not the metric necessarily to say whether or not you're doing what you should be doing. It's it's there's just a lot more. It's 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 so so much more multifaceted and so much more contingent upon the mm-hmm. the way the wind blows. And one of the things I'd want to say is like, uh, you know, sometimes uh, I think um, culture makers operate at the center of things. And, and also, as we know, they sometimes operate at the fringe or ahead. And sometimes when you're operating at the fringe or ahead, um, you you know, and also at the center, the world is fickle and changes. And so you may find what you're, you're vocalizing and, and communicating and bringing to bear is in and out of vogue or in and out of focus, mm-hmm. which doesn't mean necessarily that you should, should not be doing it. Um, sometimes it's an incubation period and people come around and then they land on you and you feel, uh, like as if you were ahead of them at, at anticipating their arrival, Yeah, which required you to just be doing exactly what you've always been doing. So just to kind of say there, there's a lot to, to kind of like dissect and, and sort of tease out anecdotally and, and, uh, respectively of what we've laid out so far. And in that, uh, playing around, or, or things, things being a, a little more lighthearted, um, sometimes is the, na- I think you were getting at this, is the natural freedom of getting clear. Yeah. Getting clear sometimes requires work. Mm-hmm. So untangling the knots frees you to have better enjoyment. Um, and so to answer the, the question is to say that uh, right off the bat, what we've already said, which is, which is um, you know, we're serious here, but we also goof around. Mm-hmm. And I, it's not contrived. It's just our natural personality. And I, I find you get, you that. Get. Yeah, I find that compartmentalizing that sometimes is detrimental. So, you know, you get so snooty that you you can't laugh, you know, for fear of being seen as less than, you know, or you're so the other way that maybe there's never a moment where you can be serious with someone. And I'm not, this is yeah. not judgment. This is just me saying like, hey, here's these extremes, let's say. Right? Yeah, and we tend yeah. to, I don't, I don't know, at different times fall into those spaces. Totally. Right? Like, you know, I, I think back to grad school and like, you know, I think the normal kind of experience is that, you know, you're in grad school, you're nobody Mm -hmm. and you're looking at a world full of somebodies. Mm -hmm. And so what do you naturally kind of step towards? You step towards maybe an over seriousness yeah, because you're like, I need to be seen as somebody who's got 20 years more experience than I actually do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Or, you know, 20 years more knowledge than I actually do. 
so there's like positioning that can happen there. Sure. Um, and you know, and sometimes you see students the other way around, um, or parts of your life or, or you react against those things. But, um, in those spaces, like, I think that sometimes that space, like that, that, that sort of experience, uh, that some of us probably had in grad school of the overseriousness, it just doesn't really stop. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. and it's, uh, yeah. and it's not necessarily because we've thought, uh, deeply or clearly about certain things. It's, it's kind of a. I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's a mimicking of things we see. Yeah. Maybe it's uh, taking you know. it as a given. Yeah, that it's a, just you yeah. know, it's part of it. This is just a given. The way, and, and maybe it is. But I do think a life unexamined is a is a life not lived. And someone smart said that once. Yeah. Um, I forget who it was, but um, so so in the examining, uh, humor and and uh, not being so serious sometimes can allow you just to to make in a more truthful way, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. And I wrestle with that actually. Uh, that's I'm, I'm in the process of making some clumsy paintings right now. And, and what I mean by that is like, it's like I'm rusty and, and uh, they feel embarrassing to me because I'm not, not where I've been. So it's like a fight to just be honest mm-hmm. and I'm in a better position to be honest. And uh, it's foreign to feel the awkwardness that I feel right now. Cause I'm older yeah. and experienced and, and you know, uh, doing doing what I'm doing and stuff that I maybe wouldn't have done ever. So with that, um, I have to have some fun. Yeah, yeah. And I have to it has to not be so serious because if, if not creatively I'm crushed. And I've I've been I've been literally fighting that out of my studio um when I have a free moment to paint. Uh-huh. And uh um uh, it's been interesting. It's been it's been um you get into the mode of not wanting to waste your time uh-huh. and uh <laughs> It's it's sometimes antithetical. Like you, you have to be willing to. Um, I've become so efficient in certain ways that the efficiency isn't always appropriate to the making of a painting. Mm, yeah, not always. And so, so uh, I'm having to unlearn something that I, took me a long time to learn. Mm. It's weird. It's weird to go cork cork back. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, so the the humor thing, the the having fun and. It's like uh, frees you up. It also humor, you know, it deals. I mean, gosh, there's like, I'm gonna make it serious, but there's a philosophy to there's philosophical speculation about humor. One of the things that humor points out is how messed up things are. Yeah, and so that and so and so something about us responds in laughter when things are really messed up. Yeah, and it's like, and I don't know, I don't, I don't claim to understand it. I do, I do love a good joke, and I love to laugh, and. Uh, but you know, the more messed up something is, it's almost like it implicates an oughtness that we can't. Yeah, we it ought to be in another way, and it's so profoundly off that all you can do is throw your hands up and laugh. Yeah, and so when someone, a comedian or an artist, like can imbue their work with that kind of playfulness and humor, mm-hmm. to your point earlier, it's like uh, it does implicate serious things. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it's like it's it's still playing the same sandbox and great comedians can do that and i know great visual artists that that do that um uh that can like walk the line between completely dumb and really funny Mm -hmm. and then also like if you're with the work long enough it kind of resonates with an inner ache for like it not being this way but you're also like that was that is so dumb (laughs) and yet it's real you know, yeah. and, you know, it's a complex, weird. I mean, I don't, I don't, 
it's a complex, weird set of emotions. But, um, you know, it's like when you see like a clumsy dog, yeah. you know, I was thinking about like, you know, when you fall down, yeah, you know, like you, you have two options, like yeah. you get hurt or you laugh, yeah. you know, like, I mean, I don't know, maybe you get like pissed off and yeah, sort of yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, yelling yeah. at people for it, but it's really not hard. It's really hard not to laugh when people fall down. <laughs> it is. And you got to ask a question about that, you know, and, and some people like, <coughs> excuse me, the, the overly serious might be like, oh, that's because you're just a terrible person and yeah. it's your heart. You and I might be actually. And it's like, but, but it's such a shared human experience that, uh, you know, Hey, if you're not hurt, this is okay. And to all the people who are parents, you know, aunts, uncles, cousins, older siblings, anybody who's had experience with like little kids, right? They'll start to walk or crawl and they're super clumsy, right? Because their muscles are learning how to do this thing and they will fall in some of the most amazingly comedic yeah. ways yeah. in different ways, different things. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> we have two dogs that are just like old, like pieces of furniture. Mm-hmm. So they're just kind of there. Mm-hmm. They just exist in the space. They don't move. They smell funny sometimes. I can testify to that. <laughs> so they um, recently know. one was breathing near me, and I really thought someone had passed gas. <laughs> it was just your dog. It's funny. It's actually worse than that. Yeah, you're, you're being I, too kind. I'm being too kind <laughs> and not being truthful. <laughs> but so the uh, with the with the three kids we have, like when they were when they were younger, like it would never it would never fail. At some point, they were just straight up attacking these dogs because they were fighting gravity. Yeah. And the way that they would fall and the dog would be and the reactions that would happen from both of them were really funny. Yeah. Nobody's getting hurt. I mean, if yeah, somebody yeah. gets hurt, it's not funny. But, um, but yeah, it's there's something in that. Well, right? dude, here's – so real fast. So um, yesterday I'm reading in Oliver – we're getting ready to go somewhere. And mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, man, I got I to gotta finish up this reading real quick. And my son is like, what do I do, Dad? And I was like, draw something, man. You know. So one, I was really proud. He, without me knowing, drew me. And it's the best drawing of me that any of my kids have ever done. That's I was like, amazing. whoa, dude, that actually looks like me. You got this thing on the fridge? Not yet. Okay, still, I was going to say, better, on the better other, be there next time I come by. I'm so the see. other thing he did, yeah, I'm going to show it to you. The other thing he did is he was he drew a wrestler. Which he's never really done before, but he drew it like weirdly in proportion as a quick drawing with muscles and underwear on. Like Stretch Armstrong? Yeah, kind of wrestler. But he drew it pretty well, well enough. So here's the thing. He drew it well enough that he started laughing as he was drawing it. And I'm like, what are you laughing at? And he's like, he's like, hold on, dad, hold on, dad. So he is dialed in, man. He knows this is funny. And I'm like, he's seven and he's actually aware. So here's the thing. The drawing had to be good enough to be funny. You see what I'm saying? So it, it, he brought mm-hmm. it to this very particular place where it's like pretty good, but also really funny. And then he showed it to me and he is gut level laughing. And I started laughing, man. And then he turns around and draws me afterwards. I don't, I don't know he's doing it. He's just he decides he got he got a little ambition, and he, I think it's the first time he's drawn something from observation where he just stared at me, and I'm just reading, and I didn't you know yeah. realize oh he's drawing me. So, but the drawing man was objectively funny. It wasn't just like, it wasn't just because he said so or because he, um, it like it like locked into a. Um, all right, this is a goofy Ryan think out loud moment in an extreme way. It's like it locked into an archetypal posture mm-hmm. that has been displayed and expressed through various people over over various amounts of time. It has a certain amount of arrogance mm-hmm. and triumphalism to it, yeah. and a, and a, and a, a, a swat, swathling of futility. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like the Nacho Libre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, it, that's what I've been thinking. So, and it's like these archetypes 
sort of slam together in a moment in this like weird linear drawing a seven-year-old's making yeah and it 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 gongs it like resonates with all of that and he has enough encounters that he it's 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 channeling a history of humor that's been filtered through processes to get to the point. And he and I both are having a shared experience with it, which by the way is what art is in a lot of ways. Yeah. And it's, it's it exactly what, I, what it does. It's what I really love about humor, right? Because both of these things are, are extremely shared experiences that necessarily, whether it's in the micro or the macro, they exist in a conversation mm-hmm. with many, many other things over many, many. Yeah, there's, there's a kind of, of time. That's right. There's a kind of an idiosyncrasy. Yeah. That, um, that it's sort of like the shared part is like the how, the how can you know that and yet we know it. Like it's like how do you, how could you, you like, and in really good humor. Like, and I, I think about this in art. Even thinking about uh, Taylor White's work, like I think his work yeah, is yeah. phenomenal. He's a front of the gallery, and he, he can, his work can do this thing yeah and so you you find yourself in this moment where all you can do is kind of grunt chuckle and laugh Mm -hmm. it sort of mutes out um a certain amount of like explanation you can't explain it away because you're having a real experience where it's both serious business in a certain kind of way and it's also really funny Mm -hmm. and it's it's sort of emblematic and and hearkening to something like a milieu or a matrix of yeah of of something that's emphatic and uh so yeah, we're being super serious about not being serious, but <laughs> but I think that's where um, you know I don't I don't know I don't want to I don't want to therapeutically ground this. I think there's something really worth talking about when it comes to the world being dislocated and kind of messed up, mm-hmm. and humans knowing we're kind of messed up mm-hmm. and having a good laugh about it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I, I it's a mystery to me. I I, I don't. I got to think about it more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, I mean, I think it's, but I think it's good because um, I think two areas that we have a very hard time, like finding like just genuine basic humor in mm-hmm. um, and, or, or maybe not finding the humor in, but where we feel an overwhelming guilt to take that humor and be okay with it is really in our personal lives and in art. Yeah. I think those are two places that we have a very hard time just kind of laughing and, and kind of enjoying and mm-hmm. saying that the enjoyment is kind of good enough. Yeah. Um, you know, so there, there are, um, I mean, I, there are artists that I, I think have a lot of humor in them mm-hmm. and then you'll hear like uh, like a curator talk about them. I'm like, you're, you're missing. Yeah. You've eviscerated you're, you it. miss this. Yeah. Like you're sitting here talking about this, that and the other and everybody's bored and, yeah, I'm sick of hearing you talking. Or the opposite is you have the artist that is like it, it hits a note of humor, but it's really it really is a kind of mean spiritedness that is so extreme that it, that bleeds over strongly, and you're mm-hmm. like, dang, I don't, I don't even know if I should laugh at this man. This is kind of like yeah, brutalizing in a way, and, and there might true. be a, there might be an occasion for a worker. You know, I think we're complex beings. So one of the things is like in your calling, um, I think there's in in your studio practice, like if if you're exploring. Um, the exploration, ha- I think, needs to come through both uh, a serious-minded. Like, let's say you're early. I'm not talking to every artist all the time, right? But I do think there are seasons to diversify what you do, yeah. and I do think to keep what you're, you've been doing most directly fresh, you got to play, and you got to risk laughing at yourself, and you got to risk being embarrassed longer than a moment. So if you can learn to make things, this is what I'm wrestling with right now, yeah. where you live through embarrassment with it. Because I think there's something to be understand in the way that you're constituted and what you might make in the future if you can live with what makes you confident and comfortable, but also what makes you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And if you can't laugh at yourself somewhere in there, 
you might be in trouble. I mean, dude, I, I just say tread lightly, Ryan, because uh, you're really moving the conversation to a place where you're going to have us start and talk about like you've got to be able to just be okay with experiencing the fullness of the human experience. Yeah, I mean, maybe you know. I mean, and that, I would, yeah. hate, I would hate for us to move into that territory. Yeah, when we talk about it being okay yeah. to be human. Here's um, here's how here's how I experienced it, dude. I'm gonna give you a story. Can I give you a it. quick story? No, so not was, on this podcast. Yeah, I know, man. Right. Well, <laughs> so so I'm gonna really embarrass myself right now. And let's, uh, do it. let's this embrace my, humanity, dude. This is my favorite story, man. So um, it's one of my faves. You've heard it. So okay, cool. I think you've heard it. So I uh, am at Sac, Sac State CSU Sacramento. I'm a grad student. Mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty awesome because I'm in like my, my second semester, maybe. Yeah, you're a grad student. I'm totally a grad awesome. student. I'm I'm really at the height of where you think. Like my favorite thing is when grad students look at professors that have been teaching them and they and the grad student thinks that they're at the height of the totem pole and and they have the you don't understand. And I'm, it's like I'm like a real artist. Yeah, I'm a real artist on the show. Like, <laughs> I really get it. Um and so you're like, you don't understand. I'm, I'm like it. And you it's can't like, teach me anything. Yeah. No, you can't yeah. You can't teach me anything. <laughs> I'm really good. I've like, never had that experience in grad school. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> So, you know, you're in there and, and, uh, the way that my, so my studio is above, it's a old fishy fishery deal. Like there's these big classrooms and I'm above the classrooms, like my studio is second floor. And then you look out your window and it's just open and oversees all these two big classrooms. Right. Yeah. And you know, like there's like people in there, teachers and guys and gals and, you know, you're in there, man. So uh, I think I remember this story. <laughs> yeah, I well, I don't know. Yeah, so there's a couple that are like in this vein. So I so I had a, a routine of sleep in there. Yeah, yeah. And I had a routine of using the bathroom uh-huh. at a certain time. Yeah. People got habits. Yeah. And uh I try to be, you know, I have a irritable bowel syndrome. Mm-hmm. Sometimes <laughs> sounds like a machine gun going off in the bathroom. <laughs> So here's what I don't know after a full semester is that every time I went in the bathroom, this painting class is right there at about the same time. It sounds like a machine gun going off, a machine gun going off, and everybody can hear it, the students, the professor. And so uh, um, a friend of mine, I I think it might have been, Omar might be listening to this, a good, uh, awesome painter and a, a dear friend of mine from back in the day at Sac State. It might be Omar. I can't remember. It could be. It's like you know that people can hear you in there when you're going to the bathroom, right? Which I did not know. <laughs> you can't teach me anything. <laughs> you can't teach me. You can't teach me anything. I'm in grad school. So the you can imagine like the realization of like dude, um dude. so at that point, man, there's like, you know, you got I mean, did you transfer? No, I stayed, I stayed there. <laughs> And then I tried to be quiet, which is near impossible. And then that's when I would go to the extra bathroom, which is what we called the E-Deuce. And the E-Deuce was like, there's a there's a guys and gals bathrooms and a big sink where painters clean out their stuff. And then you go right and you go into a hallway. And it's just a hallway with a toilet. And so... Is there a door? Yeah. So the doors are like two hallway doors. And so you pull both, both doors closed on your left and your right. And all of a sudden now you're in a bathroom for a second, but it stops the flow of traffic to the other grad studios. This doesn't feel very well planned out. And the doors don't lock. So you sit on the toilet and then you hold both the doors (laughs) and you risk putting your arm down when you need to. And then you put your hand back up and hold the door again. And then you have to be ready to say, I'm in here. Yeah. So I shifted to that. And then that was really bad. 
because it's hard to hold the doors and go to the bathroom. I also feel like this is only a building that they would have put an art program in. Yeah, you know what I mean? especially like back in the 60s. So it's like, a, it's like, hey, there's this old fish hatchery warehouse. Go ahead and build an art school there. And of yeah. course, artists are awesome and resilient and they did it and it was great and I yeah, loved yeah. it. But, uh, and you know, of course, everybody believed it was haunted and, and I've definitely heard things in there. But yeah, so I don't, you know, so there you go. So like, okay, so, so here's the thing. I got to go back into my studio and make serious paintings <laughs> after I've learned that there's an <laughs> undergrad painting class that has been here in rat-a-tat-tat <laughs> for a semester. You can't take yourself serious anymore, man. No, that was the death of my, you know what I'm saying? It's like I had to really reckon with the fact that a certain amount of my respect, like I, I, this is out of my control. The damage yeah. is done. Like people know me however they want to know me at that point. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the only other one is the, the parallel to that is me getting to Sac State and the second day I'm a single guy and I'm seeing all these wonderful people and going, wow, it's really a great place. There's some attractive people here. And I'm walking to a class and uh, it's late at night and I'm like, I got a stomachache, man. I got stomach problems, as you know. So I'm trying to let out a little bit of gas as I go. And it's like a, like a putt-putt machine. I don't think anybody's behind me until I get to the door and there was a, a nice person. She was standing behind me the whole time and heard me the whole way. And I could see her through. And, dude, I was I was mortified. I was like, I can't believe I was doing yeah. that. So this was like that times a million. And I was a, a little older now and, yeah, yeah. you know, different life stage, different beliefs, things like that. So I had a little more to help me <laughs> reconcile the tragedy of that. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, if you, can't, if you can't laugh at yourself, Man, yeah. you know, like it, then the art is too serious. But also, no, if you totally. can laugh at yourself, then you actually can get serious, is the point I want to make. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because I mean, before that, I mean, like, I don't know, you know, would, it, a, would it almost be like, you know, any seriousness vacant of the ability to interject humor is just like a false seriousness? Like, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know, you're looking at like almost like spectrums of experience here, you know, the, 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 the seriousness and the humor. Um, you know, there, there are different ways, two sides of the coin, you can kind of approach a situation. They all have their, their times when one is maybe more, you know, acceptable or appropriate than the other. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it, it's, I don't know how you have seriousness without humor. Yeah. Um, you know, like how do you even define it? Mm -hmm. You know, because it is that kind of on a spectrum, you know, yeah. like something, because you can have, you can have serious humor. Yeah. And, and you've probably heard those comedians that are like, serious comedians right see i mean you got folks like like bill maher you know and he's he's a comedian mm -hmm. but if you watch him you're like oh this bro's serious a lot yeah but he's serious on the things he's talking about and even his outlook like when it's funny you're like oh it's still a, it's like a serious joke yeah yeah you yeah, know yeah. not everybody's yeah. um you know so i think falling I think, down slapstick yeah and i think so i think the thing is maybe um because this, this is just a, a brief talk you know we'll, yeah, yeah. we'll we'll follow back up but maybe in closing one of the things that just to your point is like, um, so the thing is like, I think, I think serious has implications for weightiness. So how it weighs on you. Yeah. And I guess what I would want to say is like some of the times when we, when we're unpacking things, I think the way to think about it is f let the weight properly weigh on you, but don't mm -hmm. be crushed by it. Don't panic yeah. as if, and, and also, um, lean into the times where there's no weight on you mm -hmm. because I think creativity in the context of a calling can flourish when there's some weight off. And I yeah. think we think, sometimes that um, the way a calling is constituted or justified 
is when you're stressing, mm-hmm. you know, when you're depressed, and when things are um, troublesome and burdensome. And what that does is it creates a, an, I think, sometimes an unlikely connection mm-hmm. that um, co-ops your motivations and robs you of your joy. Yeah. So I guess what I'm trying to say is maybe is a fun prescription. Is like do no one has to see it, but do some things that are embarrassing in your studio. Yeah. That are funny. That are like like what's what's the dumbest thing you can do right now in your studio that you'd be like I would never allow myself to do that as a painter. Mm-hmm. Like it could be, it could be you know it could be for you. It could be painting a serious painting in oils for someone else. It could be, um, you know, uh, uh, I don't know. Do you, yeah, you yeah. know a kind of uh, left handed upside down kind of thing? But but it's just to it's just to free up a little bit so that there's more room to 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 take um, there's more creative space to take stewarding. Yeah, uh, responsibility over, and uh, I think expand kind of your your creative license in the mm-hmm. context of your calling. Well, I would also encourage the other side of that. If you're if you're a person who tends to 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 minimize or you know kind of talk crap about anything that's serious, I would say try to do something serious. Yeah, you know, see. I mean, because like you know, I've, I've conversation. I've had know. conversations with folks. I've had you know students in the past, artists I've talked to, that like they they uh, they just can't get serious about some things mm-hmm. right so it's it's kind of all a joke it's all a game it's all a yeah. thing. and then they ask the questions like i don't know why this isn't like landing yeah and it's like well you got you only got half the prescription right you right know? like yeah um yeah it's look good at, you're having look fun at, yeah look at your maybe maybe write down some serious thoughts about your work yeah uh, wh- wh- where are you stumped where are you where is it where are you left with questions and mm-hmm. also then like have conversations with people about it yeah know? and bring it all kind of bring it all out so yeah, and, and push for the seriousness, right? Yeah, like yeah, so, yeah. I think it is one of those things to like recognize where where we are in this whole thing. Like, do we do we ebb and flow too much to the serious, too much to the humor? Yeah, let's uh, you know they both should be there in some sort of yeah. There's measures. seasons for both. It's not a it's not really an extreme either or. It's a both end. And I've been in a season of trying to figure some of this out myself, just in the most honest way I can say it. So yeah, um, and you know, and the very last thing is, uh, whenever you hear us talking seriously about things, like understand that that actually allows us to be a bit more open and free, mm-hmm. and maybe even have a bit a bit more humor about yeah. the subject. Yeah, yeah just know, more rest, on. more assurance, clear, clarity is helpful. Frees up, you know. So I think that's spot on, Gareth. Yeah. So uh, with that being said, you know, we'll hit you up next time with another episode about calling. Uh, Feel free to check it out. And uh, in the meantime, we love you all. You're a great audience and we will catch you later. Bye bye. You've been listening to Shaco Art Speak, a production of Shaco Art Space. We are an independent nonprofit art gallery in Richmond, Virginia. We can be found online at ShacoArtspace.com and in real life in historic Shaco Bottle.